Welcome back, guys. Baby Got Stacks. We're going to get thrilling in this episode. We're going to get thrilling. Um, oh, this is not our first Riley Sager. I was going to say our first Riley, but it's not. No, and I... You probably know what I rated it. Yes, I did. So I finished this, which is kind of a first. I finished this faster than Mel. I stayed up super late last night because I just really wanted mm-hmm. to see the ending of it mm-hmm. way later than I anticipated. Yeah. I finished mm, hour, hour and a half ago. <laughs> this isn't a big book. We've read no. bigger. It was a pretty. Said- <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. It was pretty. I I don't want to say fast pace, but I mean, it, um, it was easy to follow along. It was, yeah, it was a quick read in the sense where you kept turning the page. Yeah, and you had to. So Mel and I actually talked about this before we started rolling, but we both just, I don't know, this week we just weren't in the reading mood. It kind of took us a while. I, to, I felt a little slumpy, a little reading slumpy. Yeah. And it happens. We it happens. even though even though we have a book podcast, mm-hmm. there are days where I don't want to read, even if mm-hmm. I do like the book. I just kind of want to break and to catch up on shows. Or I things mean, like this that. is episode forty-three oh. or something really? like that. Yeah. So we've been reading one book a week for forty-something weeks. And so, I, I mean, it was bound any, to happen, people. I don't feel any smarter. Okay, well. <laughs> I still can't read. <laughs> I think I just memorize <laughs> words and just go with it. <laughs> just memorized a lot of words. Just memorize uh, a lot of words. Lot. Well, this book, I will say, I liked a lot better than the other one. Yeah. I was pretty this skeptical. Is, uh, the Last Time I Lied. By Riley Sager, by the way. I don't know if we said the title of it. We did not. We <laughs> thought maybe you'd be mind readers by now. You Guess can not. Read the title. I can't, but you can. I memorized the words. I memorized the words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last time I lied by Riley Sager. So we've read. This is the one of his across across earlier works. Yeah, we, yes, read, we read the house, house across, across the lake. lake. I didn't care for that. So I will say spoilers for obviously the last time I lied, and maybe a little bit of the house across the lake because we're going to compare and contrast yeah considering this is one of his older works and that's That's no longer his newest but one of his newest yeah i like i said i was pretty skeptical about this yeah Uh, i'm not gonna lie because i (laughs) i just i think i gave the house the other one three Three sounds right. I have to get my, Three sounds get good. my phone. We'll see. Yeah, I have to I, look it up too. I've also read um, Lock Every Door by him. I'll check what I gave that one. I gave House Across the Lake a three. Oh, I gave it a four. Oh, I kind of want to oh. bump it down to a three. Do what feels right. I'm bumping it down. Sorry, Riley. I gave <laughs> Lock Every Door 4.5. Okay. Well, I, I gave... gave Oh, yeah, you go first. Five out of five. Five out of five. The Have you seen my rating? Game? No. no. Did Do you, you want to guess? It's a fun game. I only finished this like an hour ago, so I just updated it. <sighs> I'm going to say 
sorry, my four out of five because I feel like you're better Mm -hmm. at figuring out twists than I am. I'm very oblivious to twists. (laughs) That is the reason why it's not a full five for me. Okay. Did give it a four point five. Okay. It was close. Okay. Yeah, I'm close. the most oblivious when it comes to twists. I don't get. I'm like, <gasps> like I never mean to figure it out. I just listen. I I just even in like real life, I would be like, I bet he did it. Like that. That's just how mm. I am. So when I read, mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> I bet he did it. Spoiler alert. He did do it. Also, spoiler alert. I went on to Goodreads earlier to kind of see the for the rowdy one star if there were because mm. sometimes I like to go in there and pick certain ones out to make sure because sometimes they're see really how long. rowdy we can get yeah yeah sometimes <laughs> they're really long I will say the ones this week are pretty great oh I'm so ready pretty great okay ready but for rowdy roundup <laughs> I guess we can read the back of the book we have not gotten to that so we can kind of discuss the plot but with you, I kind of want to discuss the compare and contrast of House Across the Lake versus this book. Because Riley Sager, I've noticed, is a really you love him or you hate him type of deal. And not just him person, not him personally, but like his books. They yeah. really elicit a lot of feelings one way or the other. Like yeah. people have their absolute favorites and then say other ones are complete trash. And so... Yeah. You kind of see with this one and House Across the Lake different sides of a thriller. I feel like this was neither of them were really suspenseful. I wouldn't say they were like suspense. No. But thriller. And this is truer to real life, I guess you can say, versus House Across the Lake leaned more. Oh, don't even get me started on that paranormal crap. Magical realism. It got a little wild and crazy. No, it got a little stupid is what we're going to say. Wait, okay. You know, those are words, too. <laughs> and <laughs> those are words I memorized, too. And I will say, having read Lock Every Door, apparently Lock Every Door is a popular one. People mm-hmm. like that one. Mm-hmm. That one got a little wild and crazy at the end, too. Okay. So, if you're into books that get weird, <laughs> yeah, looking for a thriller that's not your basic like domestic thriller or classic whodunit serial killer kind of want a thriller with a bit of spice but not like romance spice, yeah. just a little like something extra. Try a Riley Sager, probably this one because I really liked this one. I do like this one. Should I read should I read the back of the book? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Two truths and a lie. Vivian, Natalie, Allison, and Emma played it all the time at Camp Nightingale. But the games ended the night Emma sleepily watched the others sneak out of the cabin into the darkness. The last she or anyone saw of them was Vivian closing the cabin door, hushing Emma with a finger pressed to her lips. Now a rising star in the New York art scene, Emma turns her past into paintings. Massive canvases filled with dark, gnarled branches that cover ghostly shapes and white dresses. When the paintings catch the attention of the wealthy owner of Camp Nightingale, Francesca explores Emma or implores Emma to return to the newly reopened camp as an art instructor. Wouldn't she like to put the past to rest? 
Familiar faces in the same dark lake haunt Nightingale, where Emma is even assigned to the same cabin she slept in 15 years ago. But not everything is the same. The only security camera is pointed directly at Emma's door, and long-hidden cryptic clues that Vivian left behind begin to surface. Soon, Emma finds herself sorting through lies from the past while facing mysterious threats in the present. And the closer she gets to the truth about Camp Nightingale, the more she realizes that closure could come at a deadly price. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, especially read this now, because it gave all the summer vibes. You're at it summer did. camp, it great did, yeah. descriptions of the lake. That yeah. was fun. And I didn't hate the main character. No, and I thought the twists were good. Like, I'm going to be like, yeah, I mean, I've said it before. I'm very oblivious to, <laughs> to twists or things like that. But I liked the way the story was told. And mm-hmm. at the end... I couldn't believe it. It was short chapters. Love that. We do. Occasional flashback to 15 years in the past when the original three girls went missing. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And a bunch of little reveals consistently came up. It was so good. And so it kept, you kept learning little by little and you're going through the same journey that Emma is learning little piece by piece, like following breadcrumbs. And so, you know, as almost as much as she does because reveals are done to her too. I also thought that the writing was really good. So when we're reading 13 in 13 year old Emma's eyes, Mm -hmm. the, the terminologies, the way they talk while reading it, yeah, it made me th- okay. We're thirteen, but then also mm-hmm. Riley was able to go to Emma as she is now. I think she's twenty six, twenty eight. I know she's late twenties now. Under thirty, yeah. And so we also got to read it in, in the older Emma's version as well perspective, mm-hmm. and. It seems like the terminology and the way they talked and things like that were more mature. And it it made it feel like, okay, this isn't the same person. Yeah, it was very believable the way he wrote the other teen girls, like the way they spoke. Especially Vivian. Yeah. Like her diary. Mm -hmm. Spot on. It sounded like a 16-year-old. Yeah. Rich bitch at Camp Rich Bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Yeah. And so basically we find out that Emma was forced to go to this camp um, because of her parents. And as you said, this is Camp Rich Bitch. That's like what the terminology was, because all of the preppy Mm -hmm. stuck up girls go to this camp. Um, It's six weeks and it's at this I think this is 6,000 acres is what it was. It was this man-made lake. Um, The owner, Francesca, her great-great-grandfather bought the land and made the lake himself. Um, And so all of a sudden, we're learning about the girls. And then we learn that they disappear. And Emma's Mm -hmm. the only one left. um, And she's haunted by the images of the girls. We kind of know something happens. Emma feels yeah. very guilty for, but we don't know why she feels yeah. guilty. And then Francesca in today's like world 
she um I don't want to say she corners Emma, but she goes to one of her art exhibits. Yeah. Um and says that she has a deal for her to basically come back to the camp to be an art instructor. Um she's reopening co- it. She's gonna be reopening it. We later find out that Francesca actually has cancer and this is going mm-hmm. to be the last summer that it will be open. Or at least that she'll be, yeah, Yeah. she'll be alive. Um, We also have some other characters. So Francesca has two sons, Chet and Theo. Adopted. Didn't like Chet, really. No, first off, his name is fucking Chet. Also Mindy. Mindy, fucker. Insert (laughs) eye roll immediately. Mindy and her adopted, um, now Doctors Without Borders on Theo yeah and Theo and Emma kind of have a thing where Emma yeah, that whole thing him. Was weird. yeah yeah she kissed him when she was 13 and he was like 17 17 18 she was like um you're 13 he was about to head out to college yeah I'm like what is happening here yeah. and then um we there's like some kitchen staff then we find out some of the other instructors also went to the camp at the time mm-hmm. that Emma did. So she knew of them when she was younger, too. Um, there's a lot of she's kind of like the outcast because of what happened yeah. when she was there originally. She um, originally she, accused Theo. Yeah. Um, and that really ruined that family's reputation for a long time. It really messed up. Theo's life he just constantly tried to kill himself by getting into a car accident I want to say he was like under the influence yeah yeah because I mean he was an accused killer but everyone just thought he did it yeah and so like they had to pay a lot of settlements for them so as of now the girls were still missing 15 years later. Mm-hmm. So Emma agrees to go back. She's she basically has to stay or no, she wants to stay in the same cabin that she yeah. did 15 years prior. But then she finds out things are starting to happen. That's kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. There's a spot in one of the uh, shower stalls that you can see through where yeah, she outside. Where she uh, had watched Theo and Vivian doing it in the shower when mm-hmm. when they were at camp 15 years prior. Yeah. Um. And so she knew about that, and so that's mm-hmm. when she realized someone was watching her. She then realized that there was a camera situated outside of the door, facing mm-hmm. the door, but that was the only camera she saw on the entire property, which she thought was yeah kind of strange. And then um. At one point, there's three crows that are placed in the cabin that she had no idea how they got there at all. Yeah. Which I was reading this. I'm like, how the hell did these birds get in? Okay, I know <laughs> someone did it, but who the heck is doing this? And then later on, liar is painted onto the cabin door. Yeah. Um, but early on, she, each camper has a chest that they can keep their stuff in. And so when... Emma was putting her stuff in her chest. She remembered that Vivian used to have like a little hidey spot in the chest where she kind of like made a slit in the lining of it. 
Yeah. And Emma was just reaching in there, not expecting to find anything, but finds what's Vivian's diary. Or no, the map. She, she finds, finds the, map, the map and the picture of the woman. Picture of a woman. And I'm like, that's suspicious. <laughs> and so she realizes it's a map of the camp mm-hmm. and like beyond the camp out into the land surrounding it. So she. T- uh, there's an X. There's an X. So there's treasure. So she goes to canoe across the lake to go to the X. She has to end up taking her, uh, the three girls who are in her cabin um, because yep. they were questioning her. She's like, fine, you can come. Um, so one's kind of a know-it-all. One's knows way too many facts for her own good that she scares herself um, with like there's- way too many statistics. There's and then Crystal, the comic drawing. Sasha. Crystal, Sasha, Miranda. Yes. Nailed and it. they they kind of remind her of of the girls back in the day. The original, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they go to the spot, and she finds the diary, Vivian's mm-hmm. diary. Ends up reading it. It makes it sound like Vivian was on Francesca's or Franny's trail, like she had a secret. She knew she was hiding something. Yeah. And like she was she snuck into the lodge, which is where Francesca and her family were staying when they're on the campsite that no one else is allowed in and made it out and saw something and wrote in her diary that she 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 knew she was hiding a secret or something. Yeah. And so Emma goes on this huge trail to try to figure out what Vivian was trying to figure out and you learn that Camp Nightingale Mammy Lake was actually built on top of Peaceful Valley Asylum. Insane Asylum. Insane Asylum. Yeah. And there was pictures of the girls that um, Emma found in the lodge that uh, Lottie was apparently it was hers. Um, but it was female names and then a color but we learned that those aren't their last names but Emma finds out that they were selling the women's hair to make wigs and so it kind of seemed like the doctor who was running the place was taking in these women at a time where you can kind of institute them for anything yeah and then taking advantage having them grow their hair out long so he could sell it and make money it was like the late 1800s. Yeah. And and Lottie, we forgot to mention Lottie. So Lottie is kind of like Franny's right-hand man. Um, her family. Like personal assistant and like. Yeah. So her mom was best, well, not best friends, but was Franny's assistant. And then after Fran, after Lottie's mom passed and. Or Lottie took yeah, over after Yeah, a whole lineage mom. of, yeah. And then Lottie's grandmother was Franny's grandmother's assistant. And then her grand great-grandfather was um, business partners with Franny's great-grandpa. Basically, yeah, they've all been, like, next to each other. And yeah. come to find out, the guy that owned the asylum was Lottie's like her actual name is like Charlotte or something. And she Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. 
which I thought was kind of funny because um, Emma says something about Lottie and she goes, oh, you thought that was my act? You thought Lottie was my name? Oh, dear, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, how could you? No. And so she thought that basically the person that owned the asylum was probably, like, abusing the girls and yeah. things like that. And it was kind of weird because the, Lottie wanted to keep the chest with the girls' pictures on it. It just, I don't know. Lottie was, was a little strange. So towards mm, kind of the middle, we're slowly getting to the end. Um, the three girls in the present go missing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's happening again. Again. Where yeah. Emma is with these three girls and they go missing. And after the original three girls went missing 15 years ago, she was actually hospitalized in a mental institute for six months um, because she has Mm -hmm. a form of schizophrenia um, that was brought on by the girls going missing. Um, And she wears this little charm bracelet that represents three birds to kind of like for her to, use to say like this isn't real I'm stronger than this yeah um because she sees the girls and that's why she paints is because Mm -hmm. she'll paint the girls in the photos and then she'll paint over them over it um and it's a coping mechanism it's helped her not see them anymore because she used to see them all the time um but she starts seeing them again at the camp And it gets even worse after the girls, the second set of girls go missing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now she's being bombarded by the police. It looks very suspicious that more girls went missing under her care or around her being the only one. Um, And I, I truly did not expect the ending, like the very, very ending. Oh, the very, very ending. Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, so, okay, trying to figure out. So it turns out that that Salem Asylum, um, once it went out of business, um, Lottie's great-great-grandfather sold it to Granny's great-great-grandfather, and he made the lake over the asylum. Mm-hmm. So there's just a building underneath the lake. And Which I want to know how you do that. How fucking deep is that lake? I know. And then, like, how do you put enough land around it to how do build you up the land? I I know I don't. What are the logistics of this? I need a schematic. I I don't understand it, but that is <laughs> what happened. Um, and so she, I don't remember if she like kind of realizes possibly where they're going um because she thinks that maybe they are back where she had found their diary originally but because they had taken the map so when she realized yeah they at one point a canoe came floating down that had emma's charm bracelet in it that she lost the previous day and she's like Mm -hmm. i think i'm being set up but that kind of just sounds crazy because the cop annoyed everyone, the crap out of me. Everyone, God, yeah, he did. He was really just it, one of those cops where like he's already decided who did it, and yeah. so he's gonna keep yeah. trying to. It was anyway. annoying. It was so annoying. But she realized that when she was falling asleep, the last thing she heard the girls say was like, "Oh, I'm worried about Emma." And since mm-hmm. the diary and the map were gone, 
she was like, they were probably trying to help me. And so she goes back to where she took them originally to find the diary. She also had been drinking the night that they went missing. He had been did not help. Did not did help. Not help. Not at all. <laughs> um, and she like calling out their name, trying to see if they can call back, and they do. And she realizes they're like in this really like decrepit building-ish thing mm-hmm. with like it's blocked off. The door is blocked off, and so they can't get out. And so she starts like you know trying to get them out, and they do. They come running out and. Sasha's all beat up in her glasses. Yeah, she got punched in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, what is that doing? And then and so Theo. She, yeah. Well, I was like, what happened? Like, tell me what happened. Yeah. Like, where'd you guys go? And they're like, we're trying to help you. We're trying to find your friends. And so we came out here. And then we saw like a, a silhouette of a man and Bash just bashed Sasha in the head, blah, 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 trapped them in there, but they couldn't tell who it was. And yeah. Theo then approaches and Emma turns and it's Theo. And so she's like, girls, go back to the canoe. Row as fast as you can get back to camp. Like, don't even like wait for me. Just mm-hmm. go. So she's accusing Theo. And what I hated so much was when Theo at that point was like, Emma, you're sick. I know. I'm like, Theo, like, you are let's not remember we yourself. both know you're sick. Like even Franny kept like bringing up Emma's past. Yeah. It's like she didn't do anything like harmful. Like, we she also, had trauma from that horrific event. We also um, forgot to mention, a little bit before this point, we do find out why Emma feels so guilty. Um, yeah. So, the night that the original girls left, um, they did, Vivian did come back and is knocking on the door. Well, Emma had gotten so mad that the girls had left she locked them out and Vivian said let me in and she was silent and so then Vivian left which let me in is gonna play a part that I didn't even realize (laughs) and we also learned that um when Emma saw Vivian and Theo in the shower she was admitting that to Theo and he was like what are you talking about I never we never had sex and they realized that it was the handyman groundskeeper. Ben. Didn't like didn't like him. I also ben. did not like uh whatever the lunch guy's name was. Yeah, was, what the fuck? So, <laughs> so at gross. one point at one point he's like staring at the girls and she looks at him and she goes, Those girls could be your daughter, like that yeah. age. And he goes, It's not illegal. I have daughters of my own. It's not illegal to look. And I'm like, What? Yeah, it's not illegal to look. I'm like, Bleh. Gross. He should not be working there. Right? And come to find out his wife works there. I was like, Yeah, it's like a whole family and like the neighbors. Awful. Yeah. So anyway, just some backstory. Theo um is is trying to get Emma to come back and she's freaking out, like, oh my god, Theo did it, Theo did it. So she is backing up, backing up as he's going yeah, forward to, to her. And so she backs, she runs into a cave. Yeah. And she starts backing up, going back, like, further, further back. And then she falls down into, like, this cavern, basically. Yeah. And she tries to climb up to get out, falls, and sprains her ankle pretty badly. 
And so now she's like, oh, my God, this is how I'm going to die. This is it. Yeah, now I'm lost. Like, now I'm, yeah, now I'm going to die. So she's there for, I think, like, all of the night. A long time, yeah. And then once it becomes morning, she realizes that she can see daylight under the water. So mm-hmm. she crawls under and gets out. And that's when Chet's there with his boat. So yeah. she's like, oh, thank God, like, Chet's here. So he gets her out of the water and then smacks her with an oar. Well, I was going to say, she's freaking out. She's like, where are the girls? And he's like, oh, Theo's taking them to the hospital. And she's like, they can't be around Theo. And yeah, smashes her. Just head. smacks her with an oar. I'm like, God dang smacks it. Smacks her with an oar. <laughs> so then she comes to and I don't, I know that he's, I'm pretty sure he's rowing her. That's when they get to the very top of the old asylum because it has the weather they were by the roof of it yeah and so he i want to say was going i mean she realized basically that he was gonna kill her and he evil villain explains this whole thing it turns out he kidnapped the girls basically as revenge to get emma arrested because she ruined their family's life and Theo's yeah. life, and they've lost so much money trying to lawyers and paying out the families from the disappearances. Like $10 million. $10 million. Yeah, they used to be billionaires. Now they're only millionaires. And Tragedy. Yeah, and Franny only kept her penthouse and the camp, and she's dying, and so Chet is probably not realizing how much money he could have gained yeah. an inheritance yeah. and he's getting married to Mindy so this was all well this three girl disappearance was mm-hmm. all Chet he painted on the door he put the birds in there his plan was to make Emma look crazy and he was but like oh he made it. it super easy because then yeah. you said you started seeing Vivian and so he when it pushes her in I feel like he smacked at the Oregon but I I feel like there also was a, a gun I feel mm-hmm. like it was a because it was, yeah. Basically, <laughs> Emma ends up falling into the water and starts yeah. sinking down into mm-hmm. the actual asylum, Building. and um, that's when she sees bones and she sees a locket that was Vivian's, and so she, now she knows that the girls that's had been down there are. the entire time. So finally, um, she comes to and. The cop apologizes because they're gonna they're gonna arrest Chet and um it was Theo that dove in and grabbed Emma out of the water yeah and now she's in the hospital the girls are fine um they looked into the bones they're gonna start testing them because there was apparently a lot of bones so they had yeah. to sort through all that and um yeah Chet's in jail. She says bye to Franny and Theo and Emma make up. Yeah, but then. But then. But then. Um, it the, kind of <laughs> fast forward a few months and Emma's yeah. painted a whole new series, having a new art showcase. Theo's going off for another contract for Doctors Without Borders. Um, Franny died and. Um, She's at her showcase. That's a whole new water series. And she's staring at one of her biggest paintings. And a woman walks up like, oh, it's beautiful. Well, well oh, what before, before that, then? before that, we find out that they only found Allison 
Oh, that's and right. You got a call from the detective. Allison and Allison. Um, <sighs> why am I? Why? Well, there was a lot of girls' names because I, I mean, know, two sets of three missing girls. No, my word! Why can't oh, I? My word! My word! I can't find it. Natalie. They only found Natalie. Allison and Natalie's bones, and she goes, "Well, that can't be because Vivian's necklace." was down there with the girls' mm-hmm. bones and they're like we we've scoured I mean it's possible they could be lower down it's gonna take us a while to find everything yeah. but in with the bones where the girls should have been they only found Allison and Natalie and both of their skulls were cracked that coincided with the shovel that was found um near the lake. Yeah. And so they think that someone had killed Allison and Natalie and yeah, and smashed their heads in with the, the mm-hmm. shovel. Now proceed. And now <laughs> Yeah, they're at the showcase. A woman walks up, compliments um one of the paintings and says, Oh, are you the artist? And Emma's like, Yeah, and she turns and like really looks at her face and it's Vivian. And the woman says, Emma, let's two truth and a lie. That was like the classic game. Yeah. And early on, you learned that Vivian had an older sister, Catherine, who had passed away by drowning um, in a frozen lake on a dare. She ran out there and sank. And, and so yeah. her two truths and a lie. It's one. Um, she knew that Natalie and Allison. Allison. Because they were. I think her best friends with her was, sister, Catherine. Yeah, I think Kath. Yeah, so they were best friends with her, and then um, because one of the other campers, his name was Becca. Becca mm-hmm. knew Catherine and Vivian before Catherine. camp. Like they, they yeah. grew up together, and so she knew that Allison, Natalie, and Catherine were like BFFs all together. Once Catherine died, then suddenly Vivian basically became her older sister and like now yeah only hung out with her best friends friends. yeah all that stuff and so yeah when they're at the showcase she says um one allison and natalie were with my sister the night she died um they simply watched her because at one point vivian pretended to be um drowning Mm-hmm. In the lake to get Theo's attention away from uh, Emma. Emma. And so she goes, after all, I pretended to drown in front of everyone and Natalie and Allison did nothing. And then uh, two, since I already suspected what Natalie and Allison had done, I spent a year researching and planning. So she basically had found out the history of Lake Midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, she had planted a sweatshirt in the woods to confuse them. She... Um, did the groundskeeper to get the key to the tool shed. Um, and then she led Allison and Natalie to the secret spot on the lake where no one would ever look. Um, and so she thought she was looking into Peaceful Valley to expose its existence. But really, it was to find the perfect place to hide her crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her third third one was Vivian is dead. Which I was like, whoa. Whoa. And then she goes, wrong. Vivian died 15 years ago. Let her rest in peace, M. And then she leaves. 
and then Emma paints a portrait of Vivian as she looked now and was going to send it to the detective and tell him that Vivian yeah. is still alive and have him posted everywhere. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So yeah. that reveal is literally the last the last page. page. It's yeah. the the last page. I was shocked. So, I know, all the way to the end. That one got me. Were you thinking who done it? I thought it was Lottie. She seemed really sus. She was sketch. She was very sketch. Now when the second set of girls disappeared. Did you think it was Lottie again, or did you think it was someone else? I thought it was either Lottie or the or the groundskeeper. Because mm. the groundskeeper also had been there previously as well. And he, she seemed mm-hmm. like a sketchy dude. Yeah, just skeevy. Who did you think? So I knew Chet did some shit okay. the whole time. Immediately you, when they introduced you- Chet... And his fiance, I'm like, oh, it was fucking him. See, I was oblivious. No, I knew he did something, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what. He was what? just sketchy, but he was a kid when the original disappearances happened. Yeah, he was, was like, 10. I don't know if he did that, but he definitely did something. Hmm. Turns out he did something in the book later on. <laughs> and I also him. thought Lottie was sketch. I thought she, when we learned her lineage... I was yeah. like, maybe she's rebelling against the fact that she's always been an assistant to this rich family. That's what I thought. I thought she was getting back on her family. Yeah. I thought maybe her great-great-grandfather was forced to sell the asylum. And then mm-hmm. the grandfather just s- sunk it into the ground like uh, it was yeah. no biggie. And I thought she was getting back by ruining yeah. the reputation of the camp. Mm-hmm. Which would have made sense. Which would have made sense. I figured Vivian was up to something more sinister. Mm-hmm. I did not expect her to be the killer and to have gone off. To be a murder? Murder. Murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one, that one yeah. shocked me. That was good. That was good twists, good turns. Is it time for a rowdy roundup of reviews? Gonna get rowdy. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so on Goodreads, this has a 4.05 stars, 133,411 ratings. Mm. Majority of people gave it four stars. Um, so <laughs> Nikki says, alternative title, last time I read a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> bunch of nonsense um this one got me though mary rated it a one star if you like scooby-doo mysteries you'll love the last time i lied oh my god (laughs) this was way more complex than a scooby-doo mystery um someone rated it a one star i should have known the instant i found out that riley sager was actually a white man that i would be disappointed in his book (laughs) But he's a gay white man who loved Taylor Swift, so it's redeemable. Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. I didn't know he liked Taylor Swift. Oh, he loves Taylor Swift. I love that. He makes Taylor Swift references in, like, all his new books. A lot of people do not like that he's a man. 
that Riley Sager is. If you enjoy a man who obviously disrespects women writing as oh. as a woman, this is for you. Um, wow. This is a book about a woman and female friendship written by a man, and it shows. Um, yeah, in his acknowledgments, even in this book, um, towards the end, it says, Other necessary things go to Stephen King for his generosity. Taylor Swift, whose lyrics from Sad, Beautiful, Tragic, I shamelessly cribbed. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Um, this would be two stars, but the book automatically gets deducted a star because the author is a man who couldn't sell any books as a man. Oh, why? Why are they coming at him so hard? They really are. Oh, my God. You think um, he did some shit. This is one of the worst books I've read in the year of our Lord 2018. <laughs> as a person who frequently apologizes to cupboards when I close them too hard, I would consider myself to be a pretty <laughs> empathetic person, and yet I feel absolutely nothing for these characters. Yeah, they don't. Okay, to be fair, I'm not 100% sure if he's gay, so I apologize if he is not, but <laughs> I have a strong inkling. <laughs> Someone just said with peace and love, no. <laughs> yeah, they really just don't don't like it. Yeah, his whole Instagram is news about books and Taylor Swift. Someone says, well, that's a waste of time. Oh, wow. So is well, it just a little far-fetched? I think this is not far-fetched compared to I the hope they didn't read the house normal. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Oh man. Yeah. What an absolute so would piece you of garbage. Damn. Of the absolute garbage. Would you read more Riley Sager? I would. Okay, because we got a we got a loss and a win. I would give it another go. Mm. I feel like so far i like his older stuff more because this was older than the other one yeah i was gonna say would you read his newest next or a a backlist um i mean i'm very intrigued by the new one i know it has such a good sounding premise um what's the ratings on it like right now let me look i can look that unless you're still on goodreads i am 4.25. 4.25. Wow. I mean, it probably. Wow. I mean, oh. that book <clears throat> gives me like the lady is Lizzie Borden vibes. Yes. Which yeah, I. I, love. I wanted to see what the um, one star reviews were. Mm. Someone just said, hate this. That's it. Oh, I mean, oh, this was just a silly mess. <laughs> it's like they're rating me. <laughs> what a silly goose of a book. Yeah. Unlike the last silly mess I read by this author. <clears throat> oh, which had a supernatural twist. She she must have read The House Across the Lake. Mm hmm. It says, in that vein, that one of the book's main threads is to draw direct parallels between caregiver-assisted suicide and straight-up murder is, quite frankly, gross. Hmm. Uh Riley Sager, you have fooled me for the last time. This book is horrendous. (laughs) 
I no, I am intrigued. I think he writes really well. I will say in House Across the Lake, the story weird. The writing was still good. I will say I'm a little scared to read his newer work because <laughs> I didn't like the paranormal aspect of the other one. And I mean, Mel Mel obviously knows, but we we like ghost stuff. So it's we, not we like parano- paranormal. It was just the way it was. It was cheesy. I didn't like it. it I didn't like yeah, how it Yeah, it didn't written. blend well with the rest of the book. It wasn't believable. It wasn't I just, done well. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I would I would read again. This book saved him. If I didn't like this book, it would have been a no. It would have done. It would have been a, a It would have been really awkward for me because I somehow own, like, all his books. <laughs> I don't even know how that no joke. Yeah. Like all of them except the newest because it just came out. Yeah. It, yeah well, it's happened. I think coming out in five days. I don't think it's out. Or is it out? Is it out? I think it's out. Well, I thought it was coming out on the 25th. I, I don't know, actually. Should I, I know it was an add on option on Book of the Month. We're looking. Well, Book of the Month can be like early release. Early. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't one of the main options. It was an add-on option. Looking, looking, looking. Oh. Oh. Today. Oh, shoot. Look at that. Really? Today. Well, Ooh. let me rephrase that. We are recording on. Oh, wait. Oh. oh, my God. I'm an idiot. It's June 20th. It's July 20th today. Jeez Louise. I lied. It oh, came out a month been, ago. This has been an out for a while. <laughs> Guys, it's been a like very long we week at work. We were special and timed things right. <sighs> anyway. <No. laughs> uh, we are recording this on July 20th. It came out June 20th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I also... He does have Surviving the Night, which also is a recent mm-hmm. one as well. Not rated as high. No, I hear that one people say is one of the worst books they've ever read. In general, they prefer so that you know that is slightly lower than the house across the lake. So (laughs) the house across the lake is at a 3.58, survive Mm -hmm. the night is at a 3.52. Ooh, hmm, yeah, 3.5. Anything under 3.7 really isn't that highly rated on Goodreads. You'd think it'd be anything under three, considering three is the average, like right smack in the middle, but no. He has came out with one book a year starting in 2017. Oh, maybe he's running out of ideas. So it, so it goes based off of books that have come out. Mm-hmm. Final Girls was his very first book that mm-hmm. I can tell. That one came out in 2017. Okay. 2018 was the one that we just read the last time I lied. Okay. 2019's Lock Every Door. 2020's Home Before Dark. 2021 is Survive the Night. 22 is The House Across the Lake. And then 23, the only one left. That's really prolific. Some authors don't even put out a book every like three, four, five years. (laughs) And they either come out in June or July. He does have really summary reads. These are like quick yeah. thriller books that you could read like on vacation on the beach at the lake 
I do. So I've always liked and been intrigued by the Lizzie Borden case. Mm -hmm. Um, So the only one left does give a huge Lizzie Borden vibes with being in 1929. Um, The whole family dies except 17 year old Lenora. Mm -hmm. And um, she stabbed her father with a knife. And um, I think it's then, um, so she's in a care home now. And I I feel like she hadn't talked since the murders or something. I don't know the exact plot. I'm trying not to, like, actually read what it is. As I'm reading it to you. (laughs) You know I don't listen to you. Like, I'm trying not to listen. I'm like, so it says here, it, right precisely, here. word for word. <laughs> Oopsies. Oopsies. But yeah, um, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm going to wait until it's out in paperback. Plus, <sighs> by then, there'll be more reviews. Yeah, so I, I uh, kind of screwed myself over because the House Across the Lake version that I have is paper is hardcover, and mm. I bought the last time I lied in paperback on Amazon. Well, I'm debating on whether to keep the House Across the Lake. I'm gonna be I honest. Have... I'm probably gonna get rid of it. That's my only one of his books that's hardcover too, and it's because it's a book of the month version. Yeah, so far. What other one? Wasn't there one recently that I, like, did not like and was going to get rid of? Last week's book? No, was it? What was last week's book? No, I don't last remember. Week was, last week was... Uh, oh, The American Roommate Experiment? Oh. Uh, and Spanish Love Deception. Maybe it was The American Roommate the Experiment. One. I think it was... Because I don't really... That was... Well... Oh, maybe it was Ninth House. Oh yeah, it you was, didn't really. Like I, I did it. not like Ninth House. I think I'll probably get rid of Ninth House and then probably Red, White, and Royal Blue. I did not really care mm. for that book. Sorry guys. Um. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, Thinking of those romances. Yes. Oh, the House on Vesper Sands. That's also. One. Oh yeah, that one's been go. in my bag for a while to, to get rid of. But yes, next week we got Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. Part of that world. Every time I every time I see that cover, I sing it in my head. I, know, I really want it to be mermaid theme. It is not. Um, but not. Abby Jimenez, very popular romance writer nowadays. This book seemed to be where her hype really started. She's written books prior. Um, so this is part of a series. I don't that know. That is book one. Yeah, but is it standalone series or are these They're people standalone in... series? Yeah, because oh. it's like her sister or friend that's oh. in the next book that just came out called Yours. I Truth. saw that and I panicked. No, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also would like to point out that I thought it was a dog on the front cover. It's a goat. It's a goat. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, also be looking out since it is now the end of July. That's wild. Uh, our August schedule will be coming out soon. It's kind of starting to wrap up the summer. 
I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't even remember what books we had for August. Neither do I, but I made the photo when we had it, so it'll be a surprise for both of us. <laughs> um, And we also have to plan for October soon, where you got to really get our spooky season going. Yeah, Marshall. I definitely have a book in mind that I think we could bring, like, spicy spooky oh i know what book she knows she knows she knows i say maybe spicy, we should spooky, each read a spooky themed book and then tell each other so we can get more spook into the month mm. or at least mm-hmm. for one week well you get into horror books way more than i do oh my god i can tell you a scary story you can tell me a scary story and it won't be as scary because I won't go into like all the details that the books do. As long as it's not like the troop, that's still I'm still traumatized by that book. <laughs> well, I I won't do that to you again, purposefully. I might accidentally, but I, <laughs> no promises. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, we'll get we'll get spooky in October. Don't worry, guys. We've got the witches. And uh, I'm sure we'll have a horror or thriller or something. Mm-hmm. I know Sherry LaPena was coming out with a new book. So maybe that'll be yes, out by then. Is. So is Lisa Jewell. A lot of them are coming out. Something. I don't think I've ever read a Lisa Jewell book. You should. I recommend. Anyway, thanks for listening, you guys. You can check out uh, what else we got going on on Instagram at Baby Got Stacks Podcast. We have a link in our bio that takes you to other places we're at, like Goodreads. You can see what books we have mm-hmm. and what else we're reading, which isn't a whole lot nowadays. True, it's true. Um, it also has a link to our TikTok. We're an account there. Um. Look out for our August schedule mm-hmm. and like us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Like and follow. Just That'd like cool. us. Just like us, please. Just like us, okay? And uh, you can check out our YouTube where we also have our podcast recordings up on there as well. Mm-hmm. So you have options. We are everywhere. Everywhere. And we will try to have our bonus content be actual videos with visuals. Yeah, so we're going to see how that goes. Books or something. Well, we're working on it. Not actively, could, but. I was going to say we could do it like vlog style, but I. Oh, love book. I, I would I get like, like, I would clam up if people were around me. Like actually if we were watching. in a bookstore. Maybe if it was the two of us together, uh, empty book aisle. We can yeah, go into we could do, like, like the voiceover. diet books. We could do voiceovers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could. We could. We could we'll figure that out it. probably. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. Yeah, no, we got it, we got it. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening, you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.